the number one show I know that we all agree on is Break the Bank with X Lurk and Dion. Welcome to the first ever episode of Break the Bank on camera. The first time. Oh, man, I forgot how ugly you dudes are because we always record with the cameras off. But if y'all been following since the beginning, then you know... No, no, no. You have a hat with a sticker of Biggie on it. Nah, it's not even a sticker. You said nah, a that's sticker. a sticker. That, a shit, no, that sticker got ironed on. That shit came listen, off. Listen, this is a patch. It's sewed on. <laughs> listen, it's sewed I'm on. all about supporting Black Enterprise. That's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever homeboy you cut that from, yo, he, he must, hopefully he did that for the love, because that's crazy if you pay money for that, son. This economy, that's insane. This is clearly a patch. But... <laughs> Well, as you can see, this is what we're about. If this is your your first time kicking it with us, then this is what we're all about, talking shit, having fun, talking sports, and trying to make some money. And if you've been following from the beginning since we were just doing audio, then you know that we had a contest going for the NFL season from the start to the end of the Super Bowl. Whoever won the most money gets a pair of kicks of his choosing that the losers got to buy. And our boy Dion is the winner, unfortunately. Yeah, it comes as a surprise to no one. Neither one of y'all can win. <laughs> Neither one of y'all. The only win. surprise to anyone probably is the fact that X came in third place after how bad I did in the first season of this show. I mean, what's crazy is y'all hit, I would say, like two of the crazier bets probably I've ever seen. X hitting the one where, like, Argentina to win in PKs in the World Cup final is crazy. And then you had the first touchdown with Kelsey. But, like, consistency matters more than, you know, one play here and there. So, uh, to, to no one's surprise, I won. But, I, you know, y'all owe me the Jordan 4 Red Thunders. That's all I care about. Bring them shits over here. I'll send you my address. It's a white neighborhood so they can drop it off whenever they want. <laughs> <laughs> Eggs, just put it on your Amex and I'll sell you the bread. Right. You know, X putting that on a company card. <laughs> <laughs> yo, if I could, I would. So I, I ain't even mad at him. Yeah, I'm not. Hey, I yo, wouldn't be mad at him at all. Super Bowl just, the Super Bowl just passes our first time talking to each other since the Super Bowl. What, what y'all thought about that? Shout out to Mahomes. The, I, I don't know. I'm like, a couple Super Bowl appearances. I don't even care if he lose at this point, even though I hold that against LeBron. I- I'm like two more Super Bowl appearances away from calling him the greatest quarterback to ever grace a gridiron. That boy is elite. The fact that he almost broke his ankle again and then still put on a masterful performance in the second half, especially, especially, I know we're going to get to it, but that, that what was it, 30, 40-yard run? Yo, and it's funny, it's crazy because I ain't gonna say no names, Greg, but I remember when Caleb Williams did the same thing in the college football playoffs where he was limping around and then he booked it like three times on in, in the fourth quarter, and he got told and people started saying he was faking the injury over at Sleepers Media, but then had Mahomes do it and he got praised by the, the same guys. But you know, nah. it is what it is. No, At the no, end no, of the day, no, 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 deserves no, no, no. his praise. No, 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 no. Let me defend my guys. He might have been faking. It's college. Caleb Williams is a guaranteed number one pick. He might have been. If Mahomes got hurt at Tech, he doesn't play the rest of that game. So it's two different situations. Caleb Williams would have put like done. You know what I'm saying? 
Super Bowl is a much different situation. He might have been fake. He wasn't faking it. He but, no, we're not doing that. But shout out to Mahomes, man. Super Bowl MVP put on a great performance. Once again, the Eagles crumbled under pressure in the second half. This time, they couldn't hold on to the lead like they did for most of the regular season. Um, I know I was going for the Chiefs. X, you had you had the you was riding the Eagles since before the season even started. And if I'm not mistaken, you even picked the Eagles to win by a touchdown. Yeah, but that was just me chasing. Honestly, I felt vindicated just them getting there. But I ain't going to lie. I'm a lifelong Eagles hater. So I was mad that I was so heavily invested on the Eagles. I was mad. Because <laughs> they fan base is just a bunch of dickheads. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately, it worked out for the best. You know, I lost a little bit of money, but not too much. So I'm happy. The Eagles fans' tears carry me through you know what i'm saying yeah, it's crazy because my my cousin asked me he's like yo my so my brother passed away a few years ago he was an eagles fan so my cousin asked me he's like yo you gonna go for the eagles for your brother i said bro i tried to do it for him i can't as a giants fan like i just can't ever root for the eagles success bro like i'm sorry i'm pretty sure if my brother was here he wouldn't want it any other way i'm not rooting for the eagles ever let me ask y'all a question because in terms of the game itself, right? It was one of the better, you know, Super Bowls. Some good plays. Both quarterbacks balling out. The commentary, though. For some reason, the game didn't feel as exciting, and I think it's because of the commentary. Do y'all agree? I do agree. I, I But it, I disagree with the excitement part, like, because I was excited regardless. I thought that that was one of the greatest Super Bowls. That's a that's gotta be in in like the top two to three off the top of my head. If I really sit there and think about it, it's probably a little lower. But that was the best Super Bowl game that I've seen in at least the last five six years. But I'm not gonna lie, pregame I was shocked when I saw that Greg Olson was in the booth. And he look, he's not bad, right? I like he Greg wasn't. Olsen. He wasn't bad. I thought he did a good job, but. He's my favorite. Runner. I'm not going to say that it ruined the excitement or the experience for me, but it threw me off because it was none of the legendary voices I was used to hearing. What's the black announcer that he be calling the college football games? He be Gus wild. Like, could you imagine Gus Johnson calling that game? The feeling and the excitement would have been crazy. But, but not. Nah, but, I mean, it would, look, it was a good game. The Super Bowl halftime show was good. If y'all want to talk about that, I got some hot takes about that. I thought it was mid. I thought it was that good, bro. I thought it was very mid. Like I thought it was mid. I thought the dancing was horrible. They they were mad stiff, barely did anything. The best part about the Super Bowl. The the best part of that Rihanna was pregnant. But see, that's the thing. I didn't know until three quarters of the way through. Them being suspended on platforms in the air was the best part of the performance. No, I mean, look, in fairness, right? I didn't realize she was pregnant until like two thirds of the way in. So I'm, so I'm tweeting, laughing, like, yo, she's like, yo, y'all gonna pay me, but I'm not finna move. I'm not finna break a sweat. But then once I saw the belly bump, I instantly felt like a piece of shit. Cause I'm like, what was I expecting her to start break dancing on her head while she's fucking pregnant and shit? Yeah, when I first saw the bump, I said, damn, she still ain't snap back. And then I, re- <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized she was. Then I realized that, oh, shit. She, she, she ain't been wearing the Faha, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, know the, them Harlem boys ain't playing. shooting the club up all day, every day. Bro, he, ain't with nah. nothing. he ain't never letting her go. Nah, but she got bangers. It was just, you know, 
She's no, no I mean, Mars. She plays she she plays some good music. She performs some good classics that she has, but the performance overall was type trash, bro. The only thing I enjoyed about it was them being suspended in the air and that lasted a good five, ten seconds and I was over the performance. I mean, she got she just has a large catalog. It is what it is. That, that's what it really is. But like I mean, she's pregnant, so the performance really yeah. wasn't all that. That's and, and bro, like, I'm not like a concert goer. You're not going to get me to pay money to listen to music I can listen to at the crib for free. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, to me, seeing a bunch of dudes that I don't know who the fuck you are dancing does nothing for me. Yeah. What'd you think of the game, though? I thought the game was fire. I thought the game was fire, bro. My- Hurts balled out. That was not what I was expecting from Yo, game. I was yo, that, the most surprising thing of that game was him throwing for 300 plus yards. Yeah. Like, I was, I was shocked, I but and, and not gonna lie, like he impressed me with it is a it's a it's a positive and a negative for me from that game. He impressed me with a lot of the throws he made. He impressed me with his willingness to extend the play and not run every time but just like leave the pocket and throw it downfield but he got no arm strength did you see the ball barely went anywhere on that hill mary at the end of the game yeah but that's that shit fell like 50 yards in front of everybody yeah but see as somebody with a cannon i can tell you like sometimes when you try to overthrow your technique breakdown and then it but nah that shit was that that was despicable and, and stop it Stop. Bro, I, Stop it. I can throw a cotton ball 65 yards on a frozen rope on Puerto Rican. Why would you ever doubt me? But back to the original. Because, because what you just said, you're Puerto Rican and it, you be lying. No, son. A cotton ball on a rope. Look, I, I, can never, I ain't never dunked a basketball. You know what I'm saying? I've well, never we all know that, two, bro. But hmm. I can throw a baseball through a brick wall. Easily, bro. That's that's in my DNA. But <laughs> as far as Hurts, look, you know what's crazy? In the offseason, I remember telling folks, like, yo, Hurts is legit. Everybody was pointing to last year, and it was like, yo, he's trash. I'm like, yo, he wasn't expected to even start last year. He came in just week one without even having any starter reps, did okay. And I'm like, all right, this season with a full training cap, they're able to build that offense around the strength. I'm like, yo, he's going to take a step forward. I'm like, nah, he's trash, he's trash. He... I think he exceeded even that, right? I think he exceeded the expectations of the Eagles themselves because I think they were still part of them. If you would have asked people in the organization, like, yo, have we found a quarterback of the future? I I don't think anybody would have been like, yeah, I feel a thousand percent confident that we got our QB of the future. Now, I think it's pretty certain. Like, yo, they got Oh, yeah, there was definitely a lot he still had to prove, and I think he proved it for the most part, but he still has to show that he can win games with his arm on a consistent basis. And low-key, he was hurt in the Super Bowl, bro. You could see when he, he was. Ball, he was walking. He was running a little gingerly, but look, I well, said That probably happened during the game, because going into the game, the only thing that was po- allegedly a concern was his shoulder. Yeah. But, now he, but I mean, he, he balled out. He did his thing. He did everything he was supposed to do for, like, he did what he could, bro. For the first half, that offense looked unstoppable. Look, I know. But then he had that fumble where he tried to tuck the ball and he's and it slipped out of his hand. And that's where you start to see a little change in the momentum. But 
really the defense the defense like you you can't blame him for the defense giving up a double digit lead but, but I want to talk about something you mentioned earlier so you said Mahomes is a couple Super Bowl appearances for being a goat like here's the thing right like wins typically are in the QB stat because there's 22 P, 22 starters like you could be an awesome quarterback and it may not matter if the team around you is ass but when it comes to Brady like we know like he was the reason they won those Super Bowls. He wasn't for the most Brady. part. You can't say he was the reason that he won. You can't say he was the reason he won his first few Super Bowls. Because you go back to when they won against the Rams, when they won against the Panthers, when they won against the Eagles. All of those games were won by a field goal. That's one. Two, he legitimately had multiple Hall of Famers on defense. That offense wasn't putting up crazy numbers. But his IQ was there. He was making the right decisions. He was met. Brady was more of a game manager early on in his career. He was an elite. I think you're blasphemy. That's blasphemy. But let's say you're right. I'm not trying to take nothing away from him. You just called him a game manager. Trent Delford, bro. I said he was more of a game manager in his first few years. He was more of a game manager. Then you also got to take into consideration that they don't even go to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for the tuck rule in one of those years. All right, all right. And Let's they invented right. the tuck rule off of that year. Let's Listen, right. I love Brady. Brady is the GOAT in my opinion. But there's no denying that there are more talented quarterbacks throughout the history of the league. Yeah, but we're not talking Whether about you talented right. doesn't make you the GOAT. You're right. You're right. But Holmes... But Pat Mahomes is already on that same trajectory as Brady. He's got Without two. the Hall of Fame defense. He's got two. No, Man. look, listen. He's it. Look, three Super Bowl appearances in four years. He's won two. He got and he got two. He's yeah. two and one in the Super Bowl. He's what 26, 27? All I'm saying look, is going to take more, than, there's anything, take more than a couple look, appearances. I'm you not can't tell me that they – look, you take Patrick Mahomes off that team, you put any other quarterback in the NFL on that team, they are not the same team. They First off, in the regular season, they're not going 14-3 and three or whatever they went. And then a, another quarterback gets hit the way he did and suffers the ankle injury he did in multiple weeks in the playoffs. You telling me they still going to be able to pull off the stunts that he was pulling? I hate your argument so much, I don't even know where to start, honestly. Bro, like, he's clearly, <laughs> he's clearly more talented. Sure, but we're not talking about that. So if he, so, but now if he gets to the Super Bowl a couple more times, that's five Super Bowl appearances. He's Nobody's ever probably going to get the same amount of rings as Brady. Brady's probably going to retire... And in the history of the NFL, in the future of the NFL, there's probably never going to be another quarterback that wins as many rings. You know what this but, reminds me of? It was like... You telling me if he ends up with four or five Super Bowl rings, he already has two MVPs. Brady only has like three. So if he gets a few more MVPs, which he most likely will, a couple more Super Bowl rings, and he keeps putting up the crazy-ass individual stats, fuck the Ws, because we can all agree... Wins are overemphasized when it comes to quarterbacks. You can't tell me he's not going to be the GOAT in your eyes. Dion, chime in because, honestly, I'm perplexed right now. I mean, I don't even know what you were getting ready to say, to be honest. Me? 
Yeah, yeah. What because you when you when you first started. I mean, all I'd say is is I mean, Mahomes has three uh, Super Bowl appearances in five years, and two of the reasons he doesn't have a Super Bowl is Brady. So that's tough. Yeah. Two of the three years you lost to the dude you're chasing. That's tough. Well, he well one of them he wasn't in the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter. He still lost. That's for him. We just said two to three years. He went to the Super Bowl three times. He won in two five years. Three times. Two of the reasons he doesn't have a Super Bowl is Brady. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, what is? Look, no I'm not saying he already passed him. I'm saying he can pass him. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's, that's what I'm I not, said. I never said he passed it him. It was already. a statement that you said a couple more Super Bowl appearances and I'll be ready to crown him the GOAT. And what I'm saying is he if he can make the next two Super Bowl appearances. That won't be enough to flat out call him the GOAT. It won't be because okay. he'll only be at four and fucking Brady's at seven. So well, it's like, yo, seven rings, he what, could. Nine appearances? Yo, he could win. Nine appearances. He could win. Look, I'm not saying that Mahomes can't be the GOAT. He could, right? I'm just saying that let's pay Brady his respect and let's recognize how long he was fucking great for. And that seven Super Bowl rings in an era where the team around you was so fucking important. And it got to the point where they refused to spend money. They sucked at the fucking draft. And it was him carrying five foot four white boys to fucking rings every year. Like, let's not be so quick to crown Mahomes. No, I've always, I've always, I've always said, I've always said Brady never played with a Hall of Famer on offense in his prime. He He's played with one Hall of Famer. I guess you could say two now because he had Julio Jones for like half the season. But yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike Evans, Randy Moss, Julian Edelman. I don't think I don't Rob think Julian. Most of those names are not Hall of Famers. Rob Gronkowski is a first ballot. No, Rob, Rob Gronkowski is going to be a Hall of Famer. Randy Moss is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay, Gronkowski. West Walker is going to be. Gronkowski is the only West Walker is not going to be a Hall of Famer, bro. West Walker had a three-year run where, bro. Yeah, he was the greatest slot receiver of all time. Yeah. That, that'll get but, you in the Hall of but, Fame. Being the greatest something of all time gets you in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, we'll see. But I doubt it because the NFL be moving funny. I don't know. But outside Mike of Evans, Gronkowski, Mike Evans gets in too. maybe he still got to do more. Uh, I think he still got to do more. Mike Evans retired tomorrow, he's not a Hall of Famer, bro. That's, yeah, that's, but Mike, that's, he's that's not. So. But that's what I'm saying. He still has to do more. He just needs like, to but, Like, he doesn't need to do anything crazy. If he just does what he does, like, he gets in the Hall of Fame. He just has to play. But um, outside of Gronkowski, he's never played with a Hall of Famer in their prom. Like, Moss wasn't in his prom when he went to New England. What? I can't, I can't say that. But I, get, I get your point. I get what no, you're Look, look. He had a crazy-ass season, broke records, but I he mean, still wasn't in his prime. He also had he also had Corey Dillon, who, like, led the league in rushing. Like, Not a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's not, but you have guys in your prime that were the best at their position at that time period. I don't know if Corey Dillon was the best at, at his position. I mean, he led the league in rushing with Brady, and I want to say he was top three with the Bengals. What year was, was this? That he the year the, I don't remember him leading the league with the, in rushing, but... Well, regards, look, I, I get your point. I'm just saying, let's not be so quick to crown a motherfucker, because... Maybe I'm being a little hasty in his recency bias. Yeah. He, still, he still has a lot to do to catch up. I don't think he has that much to do. Like, I agree with that. Like, how many? All right, how many? Team. How many? How many rings? No, I, I think he has to get to seven. He has he, two. I think how many does he need? Seven. I, five, but here's the five, thing: five to six. I think he needs seven. I, I I don't believe you can catch Brady without doing what Brady did. 
specifically after Brady's the reason you don't have three to four already. If if he beat Brady, if he beat Brady in that Super Bowl, I'd have a different outlook on that. But when you lose to a guy back to back years, you're the reason he got what two extra rings at that point, yeah. or no? Or did he? No one. He lost. One, he lost the, he lost other, the other one. But Mahomes, like Mahomes, would have been the favorite against the Eagles that year. They should have beat the Bucks the following year. So I mean, you have to do what he did for that reason alone. But uh, I think he he has no peer, right? Like like Brady had Peyton. Yeah, he has no peer. Brady yeah. had Rodgers. There, there is no peer. Like we can prop Burrow, we can prop Allen, and we can pretend like they're as good as Mahomes. They can compete with. I Mahomes. don't think they're as good as Mahomes. At one point in the season, I thought Allen was as good as Mahomes, but I and I realized that he had an elbow injury. But I also realized that Mahomes proved to me on multiple occasions throughout the season and the playoffs that there's nobody on his level. No, he's in a, he's, to in, a, he's in a class of his own. Yeah. That that's why that's why he can catch Brady. He can catch Brady because of the rest of the league. He cannot catch if he played in Brady's era, he gets nowhere near seven, to be honest, because of the amount of money he would make. But if he plays in Brady's era, do you think Brady still gets those seven? Yeah. Yeah. Brady bro. already beat if him. If he's twice. in the NFC, Brady already beat him twice. Bro, look at the quarterback that played during Brady's era. Like you talking about him. Nah, yeah. You, no, look, I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Peyton was a fucking monster quarterback. He held him to two, and really, it's but one. but but That's Peyton like also, Peyton also, did not play his best in big moments for most of his career. But that's what makes you the goat is playing your best. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like Brady does, didn't have it, a Brady didn't have anything to do with it in a lot of those years. He just he just really is not him. But you're playing against Brady. He still lost to Brady. It doesn't matter. No, I'm saying even in the year, but there's plenty of years where he didn't lose to Brady is what I'm saying. I'm going to be honest. All the nonsense you're talking about, I don't, I don't really care. It doesn't really matter when you decided Josh Allen isn't that good, when you decided Burrow, Herbert's not that good, who Brady played against. At the end of the day, Brady and Peyton is a fair comparison. They beat up on each other. Peyton is a reason why Brady doesn't have more rings. There's other quarterbacks in the league that were able to get to Brady. Yeah, he has seven, but he was gettable. This dude has no fucking peers. If the Chiefs just do a decent job every offseason, they could win realistically every year. It's going to take injuries. It's going to take, I mean, what, they were missing four offensive linemen against the Bucs? That's yeah. what it takes to beat him. Right? So let me ask you this. That's what it takes. Do you think that if the 49ers get a quality quarterback that the Chiefs will still beat them? So we we never will. That's the thing. Like, that's like the Niners cannot get the quarterback necessary to beat Mahomes because of the salary cap. We don't have the luxury that they have. We can't afford one. And look, when you're talking about like the true GOATs, when the, when the gap between the best quarterback and the second best quarterback is so stark, it at times it really even doesn't matter what advantages the other quarterback has on the roster because if the gaps between the quarterback is that large, but that's gonna that's that's the lipstick on the pig that's gonna make up for so much shit. And hey, it's like bro. what you got the most dominant defensive line. Okay, Mahomes has seen that. Brady's it, seen that. Like you're gonna have to, it ain't enough, bro. bro they they had no, the Eagles had no sacks. They they had like these 80 sacks this year. They have a great secondary, they look like shit. They, they, like Yo, that offensive line really played amazing. Like, I, I the thought fact they were that okay. the Eagles didn't have no sacks and they didn't even get that much pressure on Mahomes for most of the games was was amazing. 
I thought it was okay. Mahomes and Andy Reid aren't stupid. Uh, you could tell, like, Mahomes rolled out almost immediately on a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal at extending plays. That's how the 40-yard run happened. Like, I, the, the offensive line did their job, but, like, it was just that. Speaking, like, of, Andy is Reed, so good. speaking of Andy Reid's genius, the, um, the fact that he scored on the same play, just reversing it like he was playing. Now that, that was the enemy. That was the enemy and Chad Henney. Bianami and Chad Henney were watching a Jaguars game. I'm assuming against the Chiefs. I don't really know. Maybe it was maybe it was against the Eagles trying to prep uh, for something, and they saw something on there, and they they called that play twice on the goal line because of Bianami. Yeah, amazing. Just, amazing. And, and that even helps, right? When you have when you have the quarterback with the right head coach, and they're married together, bro. Like, Jesus. and then the 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 coaching staff that he has around them, bro. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do? But anyway, I feel like. But yeah, so, I just... speaking of, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, let's let's get back to the agenda. Aaron Rodgers trying to get Trippy in the cave to figure out what he's gonna do with his his career. What, what what do you guys feel about that? As a fellow Bay native, Dion, he's what not are your Bay. thoughts on this? He's not. He's from Chico, but uh, white people are weird, man. Like I don't really know what else to say. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, that's just a weird dude, man. I don't get it. I only care if he goes to the Jets. I think he's going to go to the Raiders, bro. But why Why do you need to go into a cave? <laughs> why do you need to be in complete darkness and solitude like you like you got locked up? Look, when you're rich and white and like the world is your oyster, you get bored eventually and you start doing stupid shit, bro. It's the same reason... Like some of these dudes have to do weird shit with girls. To Yo, he's like, like the. You know I mean? Is he? Is he? Is he the Kyrie of the NFL? Nah, I don't think Kyrie weird at all. Uh, I I just think he's. That was idiot. more of a question for X because he loves to hate he, Kyrie. Nah, Dion, 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 trying to trigger me, but we can move on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it was me trying to trigger you. That's no, why no, I asked no, no. the question. You didn't, you didn't let me finish. X. I don't think Kyrie weird at all. I think he's an idiot. That's two different things. Aaron Rodgers is fucking weird. But Aaron Rodgers, like, whether you agree with what he's saying or not, he doesn't articulate it in, like, an I'm a fucking stupid idiot way. Kyrie doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, but I don't, like, I could kick it with Kyrie. Like, I don't think he's weird. If he doesn't talk about certain topics, you're just talking basketball, like, I don't think you wouldn't get along with Kyrie. I just I just think his ego, I think with Aaron Rodgers, even when he talks in interviews, he's talking like, he thinks he's talking to children. Like, you're not on the same plane as him mentally, so he has to dumb it down for you. And so he does think to kind of explore the fact that he thinks his brain is just operating. I think Aaron Rodgers is man. hilarious. He he makes me laugh. He's hilarious. He he is elite comedy, bro. Well, from um, a football perspective, I don't care if he goes to the fucking Raiders. They don't have enough there. Yeah, what makes you say the Raiders, Dion? I, don't uh, I, think, I think that's the best team possible. I don't think they're just because he's reunited with Devontae. Uh, that offense is that offense is really fucking good, and I don't think that defense is as bad as they looked last year. They just didn't really have they. Their car is really bad. They can do whatever PR stunts they want to do to convince some other team that he's not like not that bad, but he's fucking awful. The problem is that Rogers is showing you that because he's falling off somewhat, he's still good to great, but he can't play behind a shitty offensive line, and that. That Raiders offensive line is fucking terrible. But it's you get Aaron Rodgers, you get Aaron Rodgers that fixes. We saw the same thing with Brady to the Bucks. Yeah, but no, but that's the reason he didn't succeed in Green Bay is because he wants to hold on, hold on. No, hold that on. he he ain't have nobody to throw the ball to. 
Yeah, I feel like work is like in my ear yelling at me personally. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, but but I mean, I agree with you that his offensive line played a huge part in the lack of success, but he also didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. The problem is you're not going to convince Aaron Rodgers that he needs to get back. the ball out. You're not gonna convince yeah. Aaron Rodgers that he needs to get the ball out, take three steps, and then get the, with the ball okay, out. Okay, so Dion enough to hold on and make plays downfield. Dion says he ends up on the Raiders. Does he retire or does he end up on another team? And if so, what team does he go to? X. I'm hoping he ends up. He ends up on the fucking Jets. Why? Um, I like I like the Jets skill position players. I like what they're as building. a Giants fan. Why are you even remotely? Root, like thinking about even a little bit the Jets having any success at all. I don't honestly, I just want to watch good football, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I think that he would make a difference on the Jets. Um, and he that's the kind of you know, his that's the kind of he's not gonna go to like a fucking like, could he go to like some other team that's not that well known that has a decent like Carolina? Could he go to the Panthers and make a difference? Yeah, absolutely. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for the fucking Panthers. He wants to go to the Jets. He wants to go to the Niners. He wants to go to Las Vegas. He wants to go to a major situation. I don't think he wants to go to the Niners. I think he will forever have animosity towards the Niners for not drafting him. No, I'm, I'm making an example of the market. They're, they're not trading him in the NFC anyway. Yeah. So yeah. True. True that. But like, I would. I wanted him to go to the fucking Denver. Like, could you imagine him in Denver? Like, that's the kind of situation I want to see him in. Yeah, like, but that is not going to happen. I don't think he's washed. He's not the Aaron Rodgers of old. He's probably not an MVP candidate. But if you put him in the right team with the right weapons and you protect him, he's still a top fucking six quarterback. And I, I think that, he's more than top six, low. but that's because probably, of the lack of talent in the NFL. Correct. Like, would I take him over Herbert? Yeah, he's probably he's better than Herbert. It's probably only Mahomes and maybe Josh, maybe Josh, a healthy Josh Allen that are outright better than him. Maybe you can I make don't know, Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, I won't say you can make an argument for Burrow. But after that, it's a coin flip, bro. It's it's a coin flip. There's nobody you could be like, yo, he's better than Aaron Rodgers right now in the right situation. As much as I hate to say it, I'd take Hurts over Rodgers right now. I would not. I think I would. You talking about you talking about just for writing like just to win at this very moment? Like you're trying to win a ring right now or just in general? Bro, you put Aaron Rodgers on the fucking Eagles. With yeah, that whole line and those weapons and that run game and that fucking deep ass defense. Bro, so you again, you, you saying you saying moving forward or just to win a championship right now? Bro, if you put Rodgers on the Eagles yesterday, they probably win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree, but that's why I'm asking the question. Cause if you're saying moving forward, then I take hurts. If you just like I mean, win now if, if, and we worry about next the year, when we get if you there, want to win the ring next year. Give then no, I no, I, yeah. Then I take that back. Like, I'll take Rogers over him. But, but even but. moving forward, like if if Rogers told you he's gonna play till he's like play till he's forty or forty five, like whatever. If Rogers told you you're getting five more years out of Rogers, you're taking you Rogers for the next. Now I don't know years. because he hasn't. He's been like getting hurt a lot the last few years. Yeah, because hurts is one hit away. So like yeah. I, I mean I don't really. I don't really care about like the hypotheticals. For the next five years, Rodgers, yes. Hurts had one good game against a bad defense. He blew me away in that game, but like he, the Chiefs he proved that he had. should be the franchise quarterback. But that's yeah. that's as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah. Okay, I'm, so I'm going to say that I would take him over a Hall of Fame fucking quarterback for the next five years. I think that's blasphemy. 
personally. Let, let's move on to, to the, the final quarterback we're going to talk about before we move on to the NBA. Dion, you talked about the possibility of Aaron Rodgers going to the Las Vegas Raiders. They just released Derek Carr today. Where does he end up? Is he out of the NFL or does he find a new home? Nah, no, he's right. white, so I expect him to find a new home. Well, he's also like, I mean, he ain't that bad. He's not. He could be in a Jets starter. He's a Jets. I think. Starter. I think he ends up on the Panthers. To be honest, he could, look. It depends. The, look, the, I don't think he signs with a team until after the draft, because no team is going to want to commit to him without knowing whether. Because you know that it's likely that the Bears trade out of the first pick, right? Maybe. So at that point, maybe. maybe Maybe. Maybe now look, we we should talk, we should talk about that. But yeah. let's assume let's, let's be conservative. Let's be conservative and say that they that they do trade out of it. Well, put no it like team. this, X. Just put it like this. Two teams are gonna have a new quarterback. Whether the Bears trade the pick or they trade fields, there's one team out the market. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So teams are not gonna want to take themselves out and commit to car because you're gonna have to pay him real money. You're not getting caught for fucking 10 mil a year. You're gonna have to pay him 20, 25 mil. Um at least for next year. How much guarantees we'll know, but at least for next year. But let's talk about Fields real quick because I think that that's a more important conversation. If I'm the Bears, if I can get a fucking haul for Fields, I'm trading him. Don't get me wrong. Look, those 80-yard runs are fucking exciting. But he can't throw, bro. He can't throw. And he hasn't shown me this year what Jalen Hurts did last year. And last year, everybody was saying that Hurts can't fucking throw from the pocket. And Hurts is more impressive last year than fucking Fields was this year from a strictly quarterback perspective. But look, if he's busting out ADR runs and now they're down 17-7, congrats. He's also had the worst offensive line and absolutely no receiving core. Like, that dude, he wasn't given the chance to show if he can throw, to be honest. So I I keep fields for one more year because I I think if you traded him and – it doesn't make you a destination. Like you're a destination because you have Justin Fields at the moment, no matter how we think. Like NFL players are going to be more attracted to playing with him than some kid from college. Like no one likes going into a situation where you just have a brand new quarterback. So I, mean, I keep. I don't know because Micah Parsons just shit on Dak Prescott and was t- saying Caleb whatever. Like yo, you want to win the Super Bowl? Come to Dallas. He's openly disrespecting Dak. And but Micah Parsons. Fucking- I'm talking about the people you could sign in free agency. Like, Micah Parsons is like a 23-year-old kid that just came into the league, right? Like, he played against Caleb Williams in these dudes. So, it's a little different. Um, And when you have $110 million in cap space, you already have the most picks. And no matter what direction you go with it, you're going to get more picks. I would just keep fields for another year in an absolute You don't take Bryce Young? No, I I was going to say in a worst-case scenario – if field stinks, you're gonna be in the same spot you were in last year, and then you can and get then you just get you get Caleb Williams or like one of the other dudes. And if he's really good, then you're not in that position, and you don't really have to worry about it. It's so like I kind of think just using the cap space around fields, using the picks around fields, is almost like a win-win situation. It's for you. true. No, it makes they'll sense. They trade I, back. I, they'll I, get enough draft capital for next year to where if they want to move up to draft yeah. the quarterback, they'll have the excess picks next yeah. year. I, I say, right. see, I, tr- I say try to get him help and see what you got in him before you just move on. Because well, he could absolute, be special. The absolute worst case scenario is you trade Fields and he turns out to be really good. You That's you can true. live you can live with trading Bryce Young. That's what every GM would have done. That's what every coach, that's what every owner does. If you try to go like, 
the I'm smarter than y'all. I know who this guy is in comparison to this other guy route. You could look like the biggest idiot on the planet. No, I, I don't think anybody's that stupid. I think like when the Cardinals traded Rosen to draft Kyler, that was different. Yeah. But in this scenario, I don't think anybody's going to take that type of risk. But I do think, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't think that it's not at least worth having a discussion. You probably decide not to trade him. But they're 1,000% having a conversation in that front office about, well, what if we decide to trade him, what does it look like? What will we take back in return? The conversation should be had. But you're right. You probably end us out of caution and give it one more year. To be fair, I do whatever gets me the most assets. I don't think you get as much for fields as you would get for one. So, like, in that situation, I just keep fields. I don't, I don't know if the difference – we don't know if the difference between Young and fields is that big. Now, if the Colts call and they prefer fields over Bryce Young – and they're willing to give you four, a first next year, and a third versus what they would have gave to jump up to one, then, yeah, I'm Justin Fields got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, the, I'm, the, also, too, like, they have $110 million in cash space. The thing to keep in mind, you trade Fields, you pick at one, you probably just lost about 20 of that 110 between the dead cap hit and how much more the first pick's going to be in comparison to wherever they move down to. And I think if you're them – I'm, see, I don't trust their front office. I think they go out and try to make a bunch of huge, splashy free agency signings. I wouldn't. I would go the let's just sign NFL replacement level talent just to see because you're going to want to pivot. If you decide next year that you do want to move on from fields, if you're tied into the, all these bloated fucking contracts, that's going to make, that's going to limit your optionality. I'll say just sign young players with some upside, sign some vets to like short deals that you can get out of after one year and then see what you have next year. So if you decide to move on from fields, you can go back into free agency and try to rebuild your team on the fly again. Just don't, don't do what the Giants did and pay Kenny fucking Galladay fucking $90 million. Speaking of the Giants, before we move on, what is the likelihood that the Giants are able to be bad enough next year to get Caleb Williams? Zero. Our coach is too good, and he gets too much out of the talent that he has for us to truly bottom out unless we suffer an injury to Daniel Jones. But outside of that, I mean, we could win seven games, and that's probably not going to be good enough to land anywhere close to Caleb Williams. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. The second year of a head coach is always the most interesting to me. Like, if you have a decent little team, which um, the Giants did have, and your first year coach where everyone's trying kind of getting used to like your play style schemes and everything. We have a lot more cat space this year. So I expect them to try to win more, but I hope not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm not a huge cat space guy, but I'm a Niner fan. Like we don't sign free agents really. Like if we do. Cause you don't need to. You yeah. draft so fucking what is you don't need to. Well, I, agree. I just don't think like, yeah. I mean, I agree. I just don't think like you win through free agency in the NFL. Every team that makes flashy free agent signings typically doesn't see that level. You don't build. You don't build through through free agency. You plug holes with free agency. So then, and I think that's what they try to do. And I think that's what they try to do. I think they try to upgrade at a few positions through free agency. Ironically enough, it only works one time. I think a lot of the cap space that we have is going to go to keeping guys. Like they they're gonna end up paying Dexter Lawrence. They're gonna pay Daniel Jones most likely. We're gonna pay Saquon, man. Which we should. One of them is gonna get franchise tagged. Either Saquon or Daniel Jones. One of them gets signed to a contract, the other gets franchise tagged. Best case scenario, franchise tag Daniel Jones, let Saquon walk in free agency and 
we figure everything out at the quarterback next year. Nah, I think you re-signed Daniel Jones now. No, no, I said best case scenario. No, best case scenario is you tag Saquon for a year. I said Daniel Jones to a long-term deal so you can lower that cap in year one. You go out and take that cash base and then you continue to build that O-line and get some fucking cornerbacks and get some actual fucking receivers, right? I say let Saquon walk. We're not. You, you, I, I agree. Look, I'm with no, you. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying best case scenario. I'm not saying this is what they will do. I'm saying what they should do is just let them walk. Don't After franchise tag them. Don't nothing. Just let them walk. After years of incompetence, there's no way that ownership group is going to let the best year to happen to us in the last 10 walk out the door. But if they're savvy, now look, what gives me you confidence? Know, oh, running backs are so easy. No, look, we agree, but we're talking about owners that are historically stupid. The first sign of confidence from this front office was when they didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. That lets you know, okay, this is a savvy. Well, I mean, this is a new regime. Correct. But so that so that's what I'm saying. So I don't think that this front office is going to be stupid enough to sign to a long-term deal. But I don't think that they're going to be willing to give up on the momentum because ultimately building a culture and making the team a destination again does matter. And for that, doing You're Saquon right. dirty would fuck that up a little bit. Well, I also right. think but historically, also think when the Giants win, like ninety-five percent of their team was drafted. But like the Saquon discussion, replacing running backs is easy, right? Like agreed. Uh, in a Brian Dayball system, I don't think it's that easy. Like. The ways he uses Saquon, not any running back can do that. So, like, yeah, it is easy to replace a running back in 99% of systems. In this specific one, I I mean, I kind of feel the same way about Shanahan now that we've had. Well, is this Dayball system or is this Kafka system? It's Dayball Dayball system. We saw the same thing. We saw the same thing in Buffalo. Like, the way they used running backs in Buffalo, maybe it didn't jump off the paper, but like, the problem with uh, Zach Moss was that he can't do certain things that Singletary could do. Zach Moss, yeah, and that's why talented. they got Naeem Hines now, right? Who stinks? But um, either way, like you can't just replace Saquon Barkley for this team. The same way, like at Raider fans, I know they want to get rid of Josh Jacobs. You can't just replace jo- Josh Jacobs like that. You can replace most running backs. There's there's a select few that you can't just get rid of because of system, not the player. Correct. Okay. Good point. Let's move on to the NBA. So, trade deadline just passed last week, Thursday. And we got we got the All-Star weekend coming up this weekend. Tomorrow night is the last um regular season games before the All-Star break. What was the most surprising move for you at the deadline, Dion? Um, I don't know. Before no, we even I mean, get I, into that. I guess, KD, I, I get... I want to say KD, but really what it was was the Kyrie deal. And it's I'm not surprised Kyrie got traded. It's just that when if he you went... knew you were going to trade KD, you take the Lakers deal. Correct. That's so the it, that's it's the point. That's why it's the Kyrie deal for me. Exactly. You you don't make that deal unless you talk to KD and you say, yo, if we make this deal, are you staying? Because all that talk about, you know who he really respects? Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, all that talk is stupid. Because then as soon as you trade him, now KD acts out and you cave. Like, yo, you called his bluff in the offseason, but then now you make a win-now trade to let fucking KD walk, and now you got the most awkward-fitting team ever. And then you don't even reroute any of the fucking wings on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really could have rerouted these wings and got some fucking draft capital, but now they're stuck into a team that doesn't fit. And I don't – 
But for me, um, that was that was surprising. But it's just Josiah is clearly a fucking idiot. Um, He's an idiot. He doesn't know what direction he wants to go in. To me, the more surprising moves were the moves that didn't happen. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because both Kyrie and KD mentioned like they they said they mentioned how horrible things were being run from top to bottom. And the fact that both of them like made sure they mentioned ownership in their comments says a lot. But like, so, so I don't fuck with Kyrie. I, I and a lot of what he says, I think, is really fucking stupid. But when you look at the timeline of how things were handled, right? Like, like one, Josiah promised to to buy them houses so they could fly in like their side chicks and shit. Like that's just no. A- he would he, no. He was paying to rent houses for the side chicks on the road. That's like, what it was. He actually and then, did that. He actually then, did that. Yeah. So that's what it was. So like that's empowering them in a way that they don't need to be empowered. And then like with all due respect, like the vaccine mandate happens and Joe Sy sits on his hands for what, six, seven months. And then the playoffs come around and he drops a bag to Eric Adams to get that thing lifted. Right. So like, I agree with Kyrie on that front. If you knew you were going to do that from the jump, I should have been playing the whole year. And then um, the anti-semitic tweets happen and the suspension was harsh as it should have been the nets went on a three-game losing streak and all of a sudden like josiah didn't need that text back from Kyrie. he didn't need you know i mean like all these different things it's like this dude josiah doesn't stand on his word he doesn't act in the manner he should act right like if he was always going to pay for the vaccine mandate to be lifted do that shit in october Kyrie plays the whole year he probably resigns KD resigns when he starts being doing the anti-Semitic stuff. You can suspend him, and you don't need to fucking cave because the dude's an expiring contract at the end of the year. So, hey man, like, bro, once you get, once you hand the keys to the franchise over to somebody like that, and then now you're trying to play good cop, bad cop, right. bro, it's too late. You've already ceded control of your organization. Any attempt that you make to take it back is gonna be met with with fucking great opposition and you're going to look like the idiot even if you're right right even right. if you're trying to provide structure and accountability is the right thing to do it's too fucking late because of everything you let them get away with early on and then now you you're trying to decide like honestly they should have traded everything not nailed down to the fucking floor and just rebuilt but it's that new owner ego you want to win you want well, to stay they don't, competitive and it's they like, don't have their pick bro that's why they didn't do it but, he, but even still, you can get, bro, if you trade Kyrie and KD... Rockets the right, got their pick, right? Yeah. So, so they haven't given the Rockets a single pick from the Harden trade yet. Which is insane. That's that's the problem. It's not that they don't have their pick this year. They don't got a pick to like, 2028. So, I I am I mean, I'm on your side, X. Like, if you knew you were going to trade uh, KD, then you should have taken the Lakers package. But I'm cool with keeping the stuff they got because like you don't really got a choice at that point you have to make like Kyrie handed you a four seed like with all due all due respect to Kevin Durant who missed like almost all the season uh you might as well just bank on that and give the Rockets the worst pick and then in the offseason like figure out how you want to move and look let's be honest they don't have other than Ben Simmons they don't really have bad players right they don't have terrible contracts like you can get off Dinwiddie you can get off fucking Bridges. You can get off Cam Johnson. You can get off a lot of these fucking wings and recoup some value. Is it going to be anything close to as juicy pause as those Laker picks? No, but you can at least 
fucking refill the coffers and try to, you know, see what you do from there. But like I said, more surprising to me, the Raptors, what the fuck are they doing? Now, maybe it's just that deals fell through, but I think from Masai Ujiri, who I think is a little bit overrated, but that's a different conversation. You got to shit or get off the pot because this team just isn't fucking good enough and the roster is getting older and Van Vliet can fucking bulk. Then you look at a team like the Bulls. Levine, if there's any chance to get out from under that contract, you take it. If you can turn to Rosen or fucking Vucevic, who's, who's been playing surprisingly well this year, and you can get off that money, you fucking take it. If you can turn Caruso into two first, you fucking take it. I don't know what these fucking teams are doing where they're just sitting idly and it's like, bro, they're, the, the fucking self-awareness is lacking with a lot the of these. The fact that the Bulls didn't make any moves was shocking to me. That, that's but, the one that's really surprising. So the, the Raptors, I, I mean, I got to admit, like, I, I heard the Warriors really tried to get OG. And, like, that's what everyone's saying. And, like, apparently what the Raptors wanted was Kuminga, Moody, and other stuff, which I think is a little too much. Um, without I would probably do it, but. I would, too. I would so I was talking to uh, our boy S about it, uh, like, after the whole thing went down. Because, yeah. obviously, like, he's a Raptors fan, and he's like, he's like, yo, everyone, like, why didn't y'all get OG? Shams is talking about y'all tried to get OG, blah, blah, blah. Kuminga's on the table. And I was like, yeah, like that. I was reading the same shit. I don't get it. I thought he was an expiring. I didn't know he got another deal plus a player option. Now that I know he has two years plus a player option, I get why the Raptors asked for so much for him. And oh, yeah, if I was the Warriors, I would have still done it. But like, I'm on the Raptors side now of like kind of keeping everything because I think I feel like with Fred, you can just offer more money than we anyone. were talking about that last time. We we but, spoke about this. But, you said that he had more. He had more trade value because he had more years left on his contract. But the problem, so I thought he, I, I just thought it was the player brutal. option. I didn't know, I didn't know he had a full year plus a player. Plus a like he's barely into this deal. Um, so like, I, I'm on, I'm on Masai's side. I think he's very overrated. X and I are on the same side about that. Sadly, we agree on like most stuff NBA wise. Take uh, this but, too. Send this out and tag S so he can send it to Raptors Twitter. But Ujiri's overrated. And you know what fucks him up? The Purdue trade. I like Jacob Purdue. However you fuck you say his name. He's a good center, right? But what that does is that right now the Raptors have two paths. They can bottom out and build around fucking Scotty and the young players. Or they can try and fucking build up and make a run for it. When you trade a first for that, for, for Purdue, Purdue, whatever the fuck, there's no chance for that they're going to bottom out. Right. So now they only have one path forward. And I don't like that. Well, I think what really hurt them was uh, how lucky they got with the Kawhi trade. Like, I don't think and I mean, I'm sure we'll have S on here again eventually. Like he came on last year. So like this would be something good to ask him. But like, in my opinion, I don't think basketball in Canada was that big until like 2016, 2017. And then when the Kawhi trade happens and they win the championship in 2019, it becomes massive. Boom, COVID hits you don't really get to celebrate with the fans. The fans are going crazy. They've been packing the arena the last few years. And now like you can't bottom out if you're Toronto because for those reasons, right? Like it's bigger than winning and losing for them at this moment. And I think that's their biggest issue is they got so fucking lucky that now their whole fan base thinks they can just do that every single time they get close. And I'm sorry, that fucking trade. They, they, they no, think they think the Spurs of the early 2000s. The lottery luck, the luck that they had to even move up Get to Ford to be able to draft Barnes. Bro, yeah. that's not a stroke of genius from you, Jerry. And if they and if they end up with Jalen Suggs instead of fucking Scotty Barnes, the way they the way fans 
and people who like the NBA view the Raptors is completely fucking different. That was not Ujiri's doing. Now, has he done some a decent job scouting? Yeah, but you saw what he wanted. A bunch of long, athletic wings who can defend, none of which can really fucking shoot, which on paper sounds good, but that's not how you build a team because now you have a team that can't fucking score. So then you overpay for Gary Trent Jr., and he's not that guy. You understand what I'm saying? Now you got Fred Van Vliet, though. If he takes even a half step back, now you can't score. So it's like, now what are your means of acquiring that player? Because you don't Yeah, have all of that because they space. didn't want to – all that because they didn't want to pay Norman Powell. But, but even Norman Powell is not – is not he's not that guy. They don't, no, any, I, they don't I, have any – they don't have any needle movers. Yeah, That's correct. what it is. They have, they have a ton of people that, like – it, they it, got a bunch of uh, second, third, fourth options and role I'll, players. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you UFC reference that I, I know X will understand. They have a million Jose Aldos. They need a Conor McGregor. Yeah, and that does, Jose Aldos one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like he didn't move the needle. Conor shows up and Jose goes from being like the greatest featherweight of all time to really people knowing he was the greatest featherweight of all time. That was Kawhi going to Toronto when they had Lowry and they had all, you know, I think Fred, Fred, Fred killed us in the finals that like, year. Bro, Yo, just, Fred was killing everybody in the playoffs that year. Bro, the mentality that you wouldn't trade Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant, it's like, fam, by the time Scotty, your roster crazy. is not going to be at the point that it is now. Fred Van Vliet's going to be two, three years older. Gary Trent, you don't know what he's going to be. If you have an opportunity to trade Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant, you're probably the title favorites, and you give yourself maybe a two to three year window to win a ring, and then you figure it out after that, right? And but the fact that, that you don't do that after the success you had with the Kawhi trade, it makes it even crazier. Like, I'm saying, like, you would you think you'd be more inclined to take that chance again, especially with a player like uh, like Durant. Like he instantly think- like makes your team a thousand times and, better. And ironically better. enough, it's that decision. That boosted you, Jerry's in everybody's eyes, right? He realized he had a superstar that wasn't going to get it done. He took a shot for fucking Kawhi. It brought him a title. And now look at the way we talk about that team, that city, that organization. That opportunity was there. If you offer the net Scotty Barnes, they give you Kevin Durant, you probably win the title last year. You're probably the favorites to win the title this year. And, and I don't understand it, bro. First off, they wouldn't have won the title last year. That was just I, I mean, you're way <laughs> second, second off. Uh, the way you worded that Kawhi-like sentence for Ujiri was very – that was very pro-Ujiri. Kawhi for, Kawhi for DeMar DeRozan and Yaka Pirtle, if you say no, like, you have to be on all types of Harold. No, I agree. But but it was the fact that Kawhi was about to be a free agent. He's on No, I, I, I get it. You take a one year – I understand that. Like, I'm on, I'm on board. I just think – yeah, I mean, I'm on board. I, I feel the same way about the Warriors. Like, we said what the biggest miss was, like, I, I mean, I love Kaminga. Like, I'm sure there is a day where he might be better than OG. I would lean towards he will be, but you never know. Even if he, even if he does get better than OG, we win the title this year with OG on this roster. Well, the the idea of two timelines is a fucking myth. If you have a core that can win a title, you go on it. I feel the same thing about the fucking Grizzlies. They need to fucking cash in those fucking chips and go for it because what's going to happen is that that team gets more expensive and they don't go for it. And those those fucking that draft capital becomes actual players who can't crack the rotation or take you over the top. You're going to wish it, you're going to miss your fucking window. The same is going to happen to Grizzlies that happen to the Raptors, bro. Tell me. So, so the idea of two timelines for the Warriors, I disagree is I mean, they showed it was possible. Where they lose it being possible was when they went from, like, we're willing to spend to we're not going to spend. 
And, and that's what it was. It, it's not that they couldn't do it. It's that they didn't put enough NBA players but on this Kam- roster. Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman in four years equals what? But no, 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 no. What I'm that's saying what I mean by two timelines. Like that, that they had their, their franchise cornerstones for the future, and they had a team that was capable of winning a title now. Well, well keep in mind, like, when, 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 like, the Warriors talk about two timelines, it's not just those three. You're including Poole, Looney, Wiggins. Sure. Um, so it, it, it is a little different. But, like, I agree. Like the idea of two timelines doesn't exist because like no team is willing to spend the amount of money that it takes for those two to exist. The only player going into the season, I felt like, I felt like one of Moody and Kuminga would be playable. I didn't really think Wiseman would. And I thought one of the other two wouldn't be able to either. And it came out that way. Wiseman isn't playable. Moody isn't playable. Kuminga is. The difference between this year and last year is that we spent around the edges and this year they didn't do that. So it is possible, but you have to be willing to spend a stupid bag to make it possible. And, and part of me gets we, it, right? We, if you think that Moody and Kaminga can crack the rotation, then there's no need to go out and spend five mil, which is really going to cost you 20, 25 mil with the tax. For the Warriors, like 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saved a lot of money for the tax at the deadline, didn't you? Uh, so this More year, for next saved, year. More this so year for they next saved year. 30 next year. They saved like a hundred. I don't think, I don't think they're going to wind up saving anything that just allows Draymond to accept his player option and it offsets. Okay. So let's move on. Cause we getting a little bit too far off topic. NBA all-star weekend coming up. First off, how do y'all feel about the fact that as betters, as gambling men, how do you feel about the fact that they're holding the draft right before the game and you won't be able to see any props or make any real bets on the game until then? I feel like if you're making a bet on the All-Star game, then you should call the gambler's hotline because what the fuck? It's an exhibition game. Like, there's That's nothing. That's why I love betting it. It's a I feel, like, I feel like you should have been on the gambler's hotline. When it was East versus West, yes, you bet the West every year. But ever since they started doing the mixed squads, bro, it's a it's an it's an exhibition bet. It's an exhibition game, exhibition bet. Oh, I'm one thousand percent gonna bet it, but yeah, I'm, I'm a, not saying that. So then, like I said, you should have been uh, shit. Maybe all of us should have, but especially you should have been called the gambler's hotline. It, it's a fun one. It's carefree. You don't worry about it. They're not worried about it. You're not worried I'm about it. Now, how you feel about the fact that you're not gonna be able to have the same gambling experience as in years past? The Listen, only reason I'm mad is because I wanted to. See that draft that they had with Braun and KD with Chuck shacking them in the studio was high comedy. Yeah. You taking the that away after from they me James Harden, right? Yeah. After the Harden trade, yeah, that shit was elite. And you got Barkley talking shit to KD right there, knowing KD don't fuck with Barkley. Fucking comedy. If you rob me of that experience, that upsets me. Not the fact that they're going to choose the lineup thirty minutes before the game. I, the thirty minutes no, before I, the game. It's thing about the. It's about I don't understand it. I, I bet a game. I, I bet it. Two minutes before the game starts, you show me the lineup, so I'll make an educated decision and I'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? Really, it's what player wants to win the MVP that, that day that's going to give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Where's the game? Utah? Utah. Yeah, it's in Utah. So KD got selected as a starter. He was voted as in as a starter, but he's obviously not going to play. And Bede was his re- injury replacement. Zion and Steph not going to be playing in the game. So John ja Morant and Lowry Markinen have replaced them in the game. Um, who do you think wins? Who who drafts the better team, Giannis or Bron? Whoever takes Ja. 
This is Josh. Show. The All-Star Game. Ja my three-peat All-Star Game MVP. Like, this is the perfect game for Ja. Yeah, he's the ultimate try-hard. He'll give a fuck. Like, Luka's not going to give a fuck. LeBron could try to give a fuck, maybe. But other than that, like, who who's going in there is like, yo, if they give a fuck, they could change the game. Like, maybe Giannis. But Giannis, yo, Giannis, the team Giannis has drafted last year was complete dog shit, bro. <laughs> so I'm never betting on a Giannis drafted team. Yeah, That's Giannis it. isn't a good GM. Ja's just fun. That's what the All-Star game is about. Like Josh And I think LeBron really be trying to win these All-Star games too. Oh yeah, you're talking about his fucking legacy and stat pattern and history and all that shit. So he'll give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But that's why he drafts a better team because he's like, yo, I actually want to win type shit. So he, he just doesn't take big men. That's what that that ruined Steph when he was picking. He would always take Embiid's bitch ass, and Giannis yeah. always takes the center too. Braun takes four guards and he'll play center. And an all-star game, that's all the difference. That's so the festivities leading up to the all-star game on Saturday night, they got the skills challenge, of course, three-point contest, dunk contest, the usual bullshit. So the Antetokounmpo brothers will be performing in the skills challenge once again. They're going up against Team Jazz. They got Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, and Walker Kessler, shockingly, is in it. And then... They got Team Rooks, Paolo, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith Jr. You know, it's not shocking. Walker Kessler is just the only jazz player that's going to stay in Utah that weekend. They had to find three that would stay. They chose the two that love IG models and then the one that's playing in the rookie sophomore game the day before. Everyone else is going to Cabo for a few days. All right, and then Team Rooks. I don't understand how they picked Jabari. Like, I feel like they could have went... So many other ways. Who's the fourth team? There's, There's only, only three. three. But oh, they ruined the team. skills. They ruined the skills competition. Give me team. Yeah, the skills challenge. The skills challenge been ruined ever since they started doing this team shit. In my opinion, give the team, team thing Brooks. could be cool, but they, they give us they give us these Greek brothers every fucking year. the the other two stink. Like I don't. I think care. they do. I think they do it as a favor to Giannis, just so that his brothers could get a couple extra dollars and get some fucking TV time. That's the that's the NBA's problem. Adam Silver's on the payroll of all these fucking dudes besides Steph. Like we got so over here, we gotta earn everything like the hard way. We gotta earn everything the hard way over here. He's clutch. He's whatever Giannis is. He been defending Kyrie for months. Who gotta earn everything the hard way? We gotta earn everything the hard way over who? here. The Warriors. So X, who you You're dub. Who you say you got winning the competition, X? Team Bane shows up. Team rookie. The Rooks. Okay, and who you got winning, Dion? I hope Bane shows up. That, that shit's trash. Whatever they're going to do. I'm not watching that, actually. You no. said Bane? <laughs> from Batman. Yeah. No, from I, Batman. Know, I know who he's talking about. That's why I was laughing. All right, so three-point contest. You got Dane, Jason Tatum, Kevin Herter, Tyler Harrell, Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Anthony Simons. Anthony Simon is probably not going to be a part of that. He just hurt his ankle last night. He's supposed to get MRI today. I don't know what happened. And Lowry Markinen. I'm taking. I ain't going to lie, buddy. I've got, got Buddy or, or Dame to win this. Same. I'm going to put a bet on Dame and a bet on Buddy. I got Buddy. Dame jumps too high. Yeah. Speaking of jumping high, slam dunk contest. We was talking about this before the show. KJ Martin, Matt McClung, Trey Murphy, 
Jericho Sims, who's replacing Shaden Sharp, who decided to focus on the regular season instead of trying to win some award that means nothing, but he would have probably made some money off of that. Who you got winning this, X? Dion, you you and I seem to be on the same page from what we were talking about earlier. Anybody but McClung would probably... What's the first dude you named? KJ Martin? I'm going to take Martin. I'm gonna Yo, take bro, KJ. don't sleep on McClung, bro. Don't be surprised if a G League player wins the dunk contest. Uh, ain't he white? Yeah. yeah. I guess he their own dunk contest, the G League. How is he playing in the... Uh, the, the, the Philly signed contest? him to a two-way. Philly yeah, they got to okay. find folks. But look at the history of white players in a dunk contest. It doesn't matter. No, but do you know who his cousin is? No, nah, who's cousin? Riff Raff. Riff Raff? Yeah. I like Riff Raff. Hey, I fuck with Riff Raff. I hate, I hate I both of that. I hate both of that. Top five that are alive. <laughs> I, I just lost mad brain cells listening to y'all. I fuck with He's hilarious. His bars are elite. But when he brings Riff Raff out for a dunk, he going to blow the roof off that yeah. place. I think McClung wins it. Really? Off of, off, of, off of the riffraff alley alone? Off the, the, the riffraff dunk, whatever. Because, you know, riffraff's at every All-Star weekend. And riffraff says he can dunk. If they do something where, like, riffraff dunks, the ball bounces, McClung goes through the legs off the bounce, like, are you going to blow the roof off Salt Lake City? Yo, you have the imagination of a, of a fucking elementary school kid. It's amazing the but, shit that you come up with, bro. They should hire me to help me come up with creative dunks because that would blow the roof <laughs> off Salt Lake City, bro. And honestly, bro, McClung just has dumb bounce. Like, I, I mean, I knew who he was in high school because Riff Rap would retweet all his like shit. He just has dumb bounce. I, I, I mean, I, I know him because like pages like Ball is Life and shit, break ankles daily, posting his highlights, and he was catching bodies since high school, and he, he was, was top put, forty recruit. And he he was pulling off dunk contest shit at practice and shit. Like he's been doing dunk contest quality dunks. Since he was a teenager, which is why I'm high on him. I think all these dudes jump high, but I also think this is going to be a trash dunk contest. I haven't been excited about a dunk contest since I was young. And as you always like to put it in my Jordans, fire. Um, Fucking Versace Python, fire. Wetter than Tsunami, (laughs) a good classic. No, you know what I'm saying? Are we the, talking the, about Riff Raff songs? Hey, bro, hey, he got no, some hey, fucking hey, heat, bro. The, the Pink Panther album, start to finish. That's one of the best albums yeah. of the last decade. Like, no, dead five, ass, five. Right, I'm going to throw it on after we stop recording. Cause, and, and maybe I'm just a hater because my boy used to call me Riff Raff when we was younger and I would get tight. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna check out the Pink Panther album when we stop recording, yeah. and I'll let y'all know in the group chat. I found Riff Raff on that TV show, G's to Gents. Yes, yes. the most hilarious Bro, season. This better be a fire album because <laughs> I don't know any two people that have like complete opposite taste in hip hop. But he's funny, and y'all yeah, agreeing on this album. Yes. He, he has bars, bro. So, like I bars. said, I'm gonna check out the. I'm about to download the Pink Panther album on Apple Music right now while we're recording. Shout out to Apple Music if you want to sponsor us. Yeah. But um, I, Lurk, I know you remember when we got into the argument about who. Yes. Punch, yes. Punchlines, Riff Raff, or Nas, and I was. No, nah, I never said Nas. All right, see, we're not doing this. He always. <laughs> no, I was. I never this. supported Nas in any argument no. you've ever Riff had. Riff Raff walked so that baby face Ray could run. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> He set the groundwork for these bum right, Yo, let's get back, let's get back to the NBA. Oh, uh, you got Jokic as the MVP favorite midway through the season at minus one seventy five. 
depending on what sports book you you go to, you can find and beat anywhere from plus two fifty to plus four twenty. Giannis it's is currently in third. Nah, Giannis it, is currently in third. If Jokic win Luka this time, it's in racist. fourth, and Jason Tatum in fifth. If Jokic win this time, it's racist. No. Over who? Who should win? Giannis. Giannis. Jokic? Over Giannis. So you taking Giannis? So should I take that plus eight fifty? I mean plus fifty right now? No, because they're racist. Jokic is gonna win, but it's racism. Like you think Jokic? Oh, because there's only gonna be two white people in the history of the NBA to win the MVP three years in a row. No, so the reason Jokic has two is because they didn't want to give Giannis the one without him winning a ring. They said you. They basically said you need a ring, a ring to win three in a row. Jokic ain't got no fucking ring. Give Giannis the one he deserves from two years ago. I'm also cool with MB getting it because I feel like MB probably should have got like. But MB, MB you can make an argument okay for that. the last few years of MB winning it, but I ain't mad at Jokic first one. I think he deserved it. Last year he deserved it too, but I'm not gonna sit here and say I feel like these people in today's day and age they put way too much emphasis on advanced stats. And then all these different formulas that people just make up, no, like LeBron no, and Carmelo and shit. Learn, learn, no, 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 no. X, let me handle this one. Nah, because you can't you just, tell you just me think, that. Nah, no, 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 no. You just think that because you failed the PSAT and slept <laughs> in on the SAT day. That's why you, you heard math and said, I'm out. Nah, <laughs> it's just that. No, because everybody that was supporting the Jokic MVP last year kept making references to advanced stats when... I'm, he wasn't. Double. He doesn't need no advanced. <laughs> he doing when he's on the court, his, when his when he's on the court, they have the number one offense. When he's <laughs> off the court, they have the league worst offense. That's not that advanced. Yeah, Lurk acted like he, difference. Lurk acted you know like he averaged twenty two five and five in some random stat. Uh-huh. He was averaging 27, 12, and ten. Yeah. <laughs> no advanced. And without was breaking really? the sweat. Nah, what's really? his time, numbers? Like, what's his? <laughs> Points, rebounds, and assists. Those were the advanced stats Lurk's talking about. (laughs) That's not what I was referring to, but all right, assholes. So let's get back. So, X, you say you got Jokic winning the this year right now. Dion is right. I think that if Chris Middleton and and Holiday stay healthy and the Bucks go on a second season, a second half surge, you're going to feel the narrative start to shift towards Giannis. Um, But that's going to rely on team success because the Bucks just. They're starting, to, as of lately, they've been winning enough, but for the season, they haven't been successful enough to where it's like, yo, Giannis has fucking got to be top two. But if they're going to surge second half of the season, then yeah, you'll start to see the narrative. And look, everybody fucking Ramona show. I mean, they only, they, they only a half game behind the Nuggets for the best record. Yeah, because I think they're like 10 and 2, their last 12 or some shit like that. But Well, I should say, X, I'm on your side. Jokic is the MVP. He's the best yeah. player in basketball. But because they took one from Giannis for the for the same reason, I don't feel like you, you can give it to Jokic. If you establish that precedent, you have to stick to it, in my opinion. Okay, so without that precedent, you say that without all, without factoring that in, because obviously that would be unjust. Listen, it, you take without, that away, Jokic is the MVP. Without okay. precedence, then Jokic is going to win MVP every year until he retires. He's the best player in basketball. He puts up voodoo numbers. The Nuggets are extremely good when he's on the court. They can't put a competent team around him. So when he's off, they fucking stink. Like it, but you it, always, you always, you always reference the fact that the game is played on both sides of the court. 
not MVP. Though. He hasn't. He hasn't always no been a good defense. offense like him. Fan no, no, like no, no, no. I I agree, but also, but I was getting never... at is you don't feel like a guy like Giannis or a guy like Embiid or even a guy like Tatum that their defense should be taken into account for the MVP conversation. I've never once considered defense for MVP. To be honest. Okay. All right. Fair honest. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It can, I, it can be a tiebreaker. It can be a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. But the offense is even. But the offense is not even. It's and and it never okay, will be. Not, all right. It never will be. Luke is the only one That's... that can come close. Correct. Who? Luka. The only one that can come close to Jokic, in my opinion, if we have no rules, we have no regulations, is Luka. Steph, not even Giannis? last year. Curry. But Curry not, too. I'm going to say Curry. Not I even Giannis, though? I don't think Steph could ever again, but maybe last year. You don't think Giannis is anywhere close or could get anywhere close? Nah, with all because he's because he's not a good three point shooter. With, with all due respect to Giannis, I think a lot of MVP is what you do on national television. I've never watched a Bucks game and been like, "Damn, what!" Like Giannis could score fifty, and I'm like, "That wasn't that fun." Jokic can score seventeen points and be the most fun player. <laughs> of yeah, all, all right. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he, he just, that sounds more like an argument for All Star than MVP, but I understand what you're but saying. Not MVP factors that in, bro. Like, like okay, so so go back to uh the year after COVID, it was like Steph and Jokic were both going up for MVP. And remember, everyone was crying about like how xenophobic. Yeah, before I'm talking about before he got hurt, mm-hmm. everyone was crying about how xenophobic the voting process was because they were trying to boost up Steph. But mm-hmm. I threw Steph on national television our last ten games trying to get him that MVP. Like that shit matters. ESPN controls all this. Okay. So before we wrap up this episode, Dion, of course we gotta do our bets and you won the contest. You also won the most units last week, so it's customary you go first. X, I can't let you I can't let the I can't let you like live. Bro, oh in ten? In the final, yo, bro, all in fucking ten on Super Bowl weekend, bro. Yeah, but and Dion, and as Dion pointed out, you might be the worst better of soccer in the history of soccer bets. You know, yes. Yeah, yeah, but in fairness, I mean, once I started chasing, every bet had to be like plus three fifty. It wasn't worth it. If I was betting minus one tens, I was never gonna catch y'all. So, you know, that's not indicative of where I am. But um, yeah. no, I had one rough week and I just never recovered, and I just been chasing with stupid fucking bets. But that's what I was talking about in the more in in the beginning. Like y'all two had two bigger bets than me, but I I never really had like a bad week. No, no, you were just because nah, you had you, you had you, longer, you so had a lot happen. of bad weeks. The issue was that none of us capitalized on your bad. I didn't like I capitalized on a couple of your bad weeks at the end of the season. I mean, my, but ever since. Take away the first week, I was pretty like the most I would lose is about like two two units, two to three units. You when know, I say I bad was, week, I mean under five hundred. I'm not I'm, saying no, no, no. When, when I say bad week, I'm talking about the weeks y'all lost six units multiple yeah. times. That's a bad week. I can lose two to three units, and I know if you, y'all gonna lose six eventually, that it's gonna even itself. <laughs> what will happen is the one week you were going like five and five pretty consistently, maybe four and six on a bad week, but that would be the week I went two and eight. And so the next week you'd go five and five again, but now I'm chasing, and it was it just it was a snowball effect. That's all it so was. If you haven't figured it out now, um, by now this is the best gambling show with the worst gamblers. No, no, no. But so. <laughs> my bets on the show are not indicative of who I am in real life. Like I, I'm in the green seventy percent of the weeks with my bookie, 
All right, so so help our listeners, help our listeners get in the green as much as you do. Help our listeners get in the green as much as you do. I don't know if y'all follow me on Mass Moneyball, but I'm like 76 and 23 when it comes to Mavericks props. So just off that, I'm in the green alone. You feel? But I'm not gonna <laughs> do Dallas Mavericks props on here. But just off I that, mean, alone, especially when you pick in minus one seventies, but. No, don't be disrespectful. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, how many picks so, are we doing? Like three, since it's only soccer, we can bet on basically. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I guess three to five. We can do whatever y'all. Listen, y'all are the losers. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> whatever y'all want to do. Look, and I fucked up because early I was betting Arsenal minus one ninety just to say <laughs> I bet Arsenal. So I fucked this competition up from the get. I'm gonna pay you half of the sneakers. But it's and you also spent half the season betting with emotion. Yeah, nah, it was just it, it's it's now. Were you also you were also so scared of the football slates. No, you know what it was. You're fucking making bets with fucking third level third. Now, you know what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck. You're betting on Wrexham Football Club. I know that, like. If it wasn't for Dion's fuck you money, like he would be sleeping under a bridge right now because he's so bad at gambling. <laughs> and I know that you are just, I don't know. I don't know if you fully grasped the concept of gambling yet. So I got comfortable and I'm like, yo, I can, yeah. you know, I hear you, but I did way better than you. No, Even yeah, before nah, you started chasing. I, which I, is I, honestly I, me paying for Dion's sneakers doesn't hurt me. Right. Cause I did that to myself. Me follow finishing below you is like your fam. You got no, you take what, away. What, you take away. Like your fam, what life is this to arrive at the point where Lurk did better than you at gambling? Like yo, fam. but this is what makes it even worse to you, right? Yeah. You talk all this shit. This is what makes it even worse to you. It's like when you, you like take away that big bet that I hit, right? You Bro. take away my Kelsey first touchdown score. You take away your World Cup bet. The margin that I beat you by is even greater. But you were doing a lot of prices right shit. Like I nah, you know, I didn't do that till the end of the shit. You did a lot of prices right shit. I bet a thousand, you bet a thousand and one. So even when I won, you nah, won fuck you talking more. about. Yo, no, first of all, a lot of the times that we bet on the same game, you was either betting against what I bet, or you was even more confident than I was, and it and it fucked over. You a slumber. You know what this feels like? I don't look. I don't know if you've ever worked in an office, but. I work in the office now. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, t- this four wall, I wouldn't call it an office. But like, yeah, yeah that was like that disrespect. It is like a yeah. March, like a March Madness bracket, and you know, like the secretary wins, and it's like, all right, well, this this bitch clearly don't know ball better than me, but yes, technically she. Nah, won. you need but to. Like, like, bro, like, hey, nah, this is not the same. You know, this is saying? not like, the same. It is. This ain't a pie eating contest, and I beat you, bro. This is gambling, right. and I it beat you. Off, I it to, it to my That's... office comment. You you wear fucking um phone pods to work. He does. Wear I wear phone pods, bro. In the world that I wear phone jeans pods. to work nine nine times out of ten. I'm rocking jeans. Yeah, <laughs> I wear whatever That's... I want to work. That's to bring up the pie comment. Point. So if I win the next one and we don't have like a trophy or a belt, because we were talking about on the show or before the show, I don't want the viewers know. I asked them, I asked them for a pair of shoes. I'm probably never going to wear that shit did nothing for me other than knowing that like Lurk right, so can't, look, I, I got Lurk can't eat a chopped cheese next week. Look, but what I, I want, I, know, what look, I look, want let's is, decide now. Go ahead. And then I'll go. If I win the next one, I want y'all to do the uh, TV 12 diet for 30 days. Okay. I don't even know None. what the TB12 if diet I win, is, but I could do any diet. If I win, then 
you have to go to the airport and then when you arrive, you're going to take a random spirit flight to somewhere in America and then fly immediately back. So it could be <laughs> in North Dakota. It could be Idaho. You're going to hop on a spirit flight to the middle of nowhere, turn around and hop on the next. Nah, he lives, in, he lives in Cali, bro. So you got to make him fly to bro, the complete opposite end of the country. He's going to fly to Rhode Island for <laughs> half an hour and then fly the fuck back. Listen, I, I don't think y'all understand. The one thing about me, I'm going to have fun no matter where you put me. Yo, but he's only like four <laughs> feet tall, so he's going to fit in that spirit flight like it's nothing. Like for me, that's he's going to really be comfortable in spirit, also, bro. Like, he got no legs. Also, if y'all don't think I upgrade to like the higher seat, like that's... Bro, <laughs> it, it's spirit. There is no higher seat. Oh, no, 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 no. That no. means you got a headache. You getting on soul plane without the first class, bro. But when we went, where did I fly? And I was telling you I paid thirty dollars to uh, sit front front row in Spirit, and I had that little extra leg room, and I got the wide. You don't even cool. need leg room, bro. I was, no, uh, I like to listen. I got bad knees. I played basketball my whole life. I uh, had to lift my legs. I well, well, the well, the term of the bet is you can't. You're gonna sit middle row. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna Window sit middle seat? fucking row, and you. Gonna I don't even. I'm gonna be fun. honest. I don't even know if I can do that. I was at the doctor like two weeks ago because I had to get I had to get stuff drained from my Yo, leg. It don't my even knees. matter, bro. Yo, that shit came out. Yo, pink. Yo this is gonna be the about. first ever person to pull up to a podcast with a doctor's note. Yo, <laughs> bro, they talking about I gotta go to Germany like dead ass. They want me to get the Kobe. <laughs> they want you to get bro. the Kobe injection. It will be, the, but I don't understand why. Uh, my, my oh, the PRP right. injections. Mm-hmm. But, but you should do it. No, for what? I don't. I, I'm still better than 99 of the world of any athletic activity. All right, bro. So, <laughs> yo, let's get into the actual bets this week, because if I'm not mistaken, you gotta wrap things up soon anyway. I mean, I got like 20 minutes, but yeah. I mean, I'm not getting the Kobe injury because I'm not playing pro ball. I can beat you two in anything tomorrow in pain. <laughs> like, so why? Why do You're I? You're not gonna beat me in a fight though. So make your first pick. That's, see, that's not true because I don't fight fair. Bro. Who does? You would just. This die. ain't a boxing match, bro. Both of us would die if if the two of us fought. <laughs> you would get shot, and then your boys would retaliate on me. <laughs> it would just be a war. We both yeah. just gonna die. It'd be a fucking ten year war, like France, Spain, it, just bodies on both sides. It, it'd be a gang war amongst. Bro, he's the, the French. <laughs> he's the French because the French are pussies. Make your pick, bro. <laughs> I got RB Leipzig plus one ten. This is Bundesliga for anyone out there listening. I was gonna uh, ask because I who are they playing play against. City. Nah, they play City next week. I'm not betting on that. Who do okay. they play? I see. I don't know any. I only know three teams in the Bundesliga, so I just look for those three. Uh, Wolfsburg. I'm gonna take the um. I'm gonna take Phoenix Suns money line against the Clippers at minus one hundred five. Gotcha. Um, and I'm that's gonna, tomorrow. I'm gonna take Napoli minus one and a half plus one forty five against Sassuolo. What was yours, Lurk? My bad, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I'm gonna switch up my bet because I'm not even sure we're gonna get this out in time. Because I took a Thursday um Thursday game for basketball. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm going to take Man United to win by one and a half goals against Leicester at plus 145. 
right, I'm going to take – give me the draw and Aston Villa Arsenal plus 270. I respect it. Give me AC Milan plus 105 over Monza Brianza. I actually go before you, X, but I'm going to let you rock because I'm not going to take that game anyway. Plus 0. 0.5? Plus 105, yeah. Oh, give me. That's a good bet. I'm betting that live like as soon as we're done. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's, that's a good bet. Give me Newcastle Liverpool draw at plus two fifty-five. That's a bad bet. Um where is that? We'll game? see. Yeah, give me Liverpool plus one seventy-five in that one. Give me Reims plus two fifty-five over Nietzsche. Is it that's uh, that's the French League. Yeah. Plus 275? Plus 255. Shout out to Falarin Give me... Yo, who's home in the Arsenal versus Austin Villa game? I think Villa is. Shit. I might take the draw in that one, too. Arsenal been playing like pussies. Yeah, Villa's the home team tomorrow. I'm going to just stay away from that one, I guess. Nah, fuck it. I'll take the draw on that one, too, at plus 270. I mean, what we we haven't taken someone else's pick the whole year. Unless it was a game we all had to bet on. Somebody bet on that game already? You said, I'll take the bet also. Those are your exact words. No, I said, fuck it. I'll take the bet. Arson, I said, I'm going to take the Arson with Austin Villa. Oh, yeah, that, that was, I picked it two picks ago. Uh, the draw? Sure. You took a draw? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. That's my bad. I don't know if you see the way folks playing Arsenal. They just packed the box on them. They, don't, they play like pussies. Unless Gabby Jesus magically plays on Saturday, I feel pretty comfortable with that bet. All right, so give me Real Sociedad. How do you say that, X? You, you don't need to worry about it. Sociedad. At minus 135 against Celta, Celta Vigo. All right, give me Brentford minus 110 over Crystal Palace. And son, I'm not going to lie. Dead ass, I'm before you. That was literally my pick. I'm not even trying to, like, I'm not even trying <laughs> to steal it from you. That was dead ass my pick. How you before me? Bro, because you keep you skipping a, me, bro. That's you how. You jumped him. To take the other, to take your the other. The rings? Yeah. You've you been jumping me since we started, yeah. bro. I keep telling you I go first. Yeah, that was dead ass. Because Brentford, Brentford ain't lost in like their last 10. Yo, they, <laughs> yo Tony's a monster. All right. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, Lurk. So now, so that was your, what, third pick? That was just my fourth pick. Lurk's about to make his fourth, and then it's you. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, go ahead, Lurk. All right, give me... Give me Sancho anytime score. Matter of fact, give me Rashford first goal scorer at plus 300. Against who? Against Leicester. Okay. I was making sure because they play Barcelona tomorrow. Oh, nah. Oh, I figure I just stay, um, stick with the weekend games because I don't know when Jacob's going to get this on YouTube. All right. Give me Arsenal minus 120 over Villa. Give me um, 
Atletico Madrid plus 100 against Athletic Bilbao. How many picks we got so far? That was my fifth one, so y'all are on your last picks. All right. Um, give me... Did somebody take Madrid already? Real? No. Uh, no, Atletico. Yeah, I just took them. You took them? He literally just did, if I'm not mistaken. There's a couple of these bets I'm about to bet, like, as soon as we're done. Yeah, facts. Yo, you could skip me, X. I'm trying to find a good pick right now. I'm trying to find something with decent odds. Like everything I'm about, I was about to pick. Like the odds are just disgusting. It's not worth betting. I kind of feel like Brentford's gonna lose now that I like. Like, X picked it, but I was going to take it. That whole situation, that's bad gambling karma all around. Give me Napoli minus one and a half against Sassuolo. X already took that. Oh, and God, and I took that exact bet. That yeah. exact spread. All right, give me um, Kaoru, Matoma, anytime score, plus 150. All right, so in that same game, though, the Napoli versus whatever their name is, I'm going to take over three and a half total goals scored at plus 150. I apologize, fellas. I should have came more prepared with my bets for this week. The, the viewers got a first-hand experience why one of us won. <laughs> nah, I feel good about my picks. I, now that I'm not chasing, you I, feel... Just, I feel good. Well, that's it for this week. I can't wait to see Dion the fucking Sioux Falls, bro. <laughs> Not the fucking icy hot and Bengay and knee brace, but you are flying first class to Sioux Falls. You know, Sioux Falls got some fire golf. I'll bring the sticks. That is true. That is nah, true. You, what you going to bring the sticks for? You say you got to fly right back. Then I'll fly I back. I mean, you can play a round and then fly back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can be a layover. <laughs> that, be, I can at least get nine in. Yeah, that's too fire. Yo, that's it for this week's episode of the Break the Bait podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, you going to Indiana? That's where you going? Uh, ML gonna try and pick me up from the airport. (laughs) You going to Gary, Indiana, friend? I don't even think they stopped the airplane to make you parachute out. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Yo, just send them to a Colts game. My first flight, I flew into Stockton, California. You think I'm worried about them stopping the airplane? <laughs> Not even an airport out there. We just landed somewhere. <laughs> Somebody backyard and shit.